all of these things combined, being back in the Chicago winter, being single after ending a relationship I had hoped would lead to marriage, not liking my job. All of this left me feeling stuck and like I was a victim of my circumstances. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. And this is actually the final episode of season one. I feel like I'm springing this on you and I probably should have told you about this whole seasons thing uh, and that we were getting close to the last episode of the first season sooner, but here we are. And, you know, I decided um, to do seasons when I was first starting the podcast just to make it more manageable. And I really enjoyed creating and recording these podcasts and sharing them with you all and getting your feedback on how much it's resonated with you and how helpful these podcasts have been. And I'm also really grateful to be taking a break. It actually is a lot of work and I have an amazing podcast manager and her team who help me make sure I get episodes out every week and get the audiograms out. And I'm looking forward to having a little bit more space to kind of think about the direction of the podcast, think about what's been working and what's been resonating the most so far and how we can build on it to make season two even better. So I'll talk a little bit more about what you can expect from season two at the end of the episode. Um, But for now, let's dive into this last episode of season one, which is all about moving out of playing the victim in your life and into being the hero of your life. And for years, I sort of moved in and out of playing the victim in my own life. There were some aspects of my life where I felt very empowered and I had agency and I felt like I could make things happen. And there were also aspects of my life where I tried to over-control things, to feel safe and calm my anxiety. Uh, Have you been there? (laughs) However, there were also times when my life felt like it was happening to me, when I was playing the victim in my own life. I felt like I didn't have agency. I felt like I didn't have power. I felt like I couldn't change things. And that was really challenging. And the time in my life when I was sort of playing the victim the most, right, when it was sort of most pervasive in my life, was when I was on my postdoctoral fellowship. I remember one extremely cold February morning when I left my small studio apartment to take the train to work. There was no direct train to my job from my apartment, so I had to transfer trains on a platform outside in the winter in Chicago. Needless to say, this was not my favorite thing. 
And as I stood in the freezing cold one morning, waiting for the next train to come, I felt my fingers go numb despite being inside of gloves, inside my pocket. My face was cold and my body was shivering. I looked up at the gray sky, the gray trees, the gray ground around me. And I felt tired and frustrated. And I asked myself, how did I get here? I had taken the postdoctoral position in part because I wanted to move back to Chicago from sunny, warm Southern California to be with my then boyfriend. I ended up ending the relationship just a few short months after I moved back because it was clear that even though I thought the relationship might lead to marriage, he was just not as serious about me as I was about him. I should have seen the writing on the wall when he repeatedly wanted to talk about limiting the amount of time we were going to spend together when I moved back before I even made my move. Yeah, that was not a good sign. But I still had the postdoctoral fellowship. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll still, you know, learn a lot and grow a lot as a clinician and professional. But it turned out that that was somewhat disappointing too. Being a postdoc in general is hard because you're in this in-between phase where you've graduated from graduate school, you have your doctorate, but you're still a trainee. So you're not given as many privileges. You still need to be supervised. You're not licensed yet. So it's a challenging time in general, and I really didn't feel valued or supported in the way I hoped. I was coming from counseling centers where there were lots, there was lots of warmth and support, and the organization I was doing my fellowship with was a larger organization, and it was just much more business-oriented. All of these things combined, being back in the Chicago winter, being single after ending a relationship I had hoped would lead to marriage not liking my job, all of this left me feeling stuck and like I was a victim of my circumstances. And my response to this was to blame my situation on things and people outside of me, right? I blamed my postdoctoral fellowship. I blamed the organization I worked for. I blamed my ex-boyfriend. I blamed myself. I just got caught up in complaining a lot and blaming and Even though the complaining might have felt good in the moment, might have felt justified in the moment, after a while, it didn't feel good and I was still stuck. It didn't change anything. I didn't feel like I had the agency to get myself out of that situation. And looking back, I can see that my feelings of low self-worth contributed to me feeling like a victim at that time. I had the feeling that if I had just been better, then maybe my relationship would have worked out. If I had just been wiser, then maybe I might not have chosen this postdoctoral fellowship or I would have been more prepared to navigate it better. In some ways, I felt that this sucky situation was what I was worthy of. And that also kept me feeling stuck. I'm not saying that the whole fellowship was like, I never did anything. I just sat. I didn't advocate for myself because I did have moments of agency when I advocated for myself and my other postdocs. And I I did try to make things better. 
But overall, I was in a space of feeling like I was a victim and life was happening to me and there just wasn't much I could do about it. I wonder if my story resonates with you. Have you ever found yourself in a difficult situation and been caught up in blaming everyone else and maybe even yourself for where your life is at? While it may feel comfortable and safe to blame the people in our lives, our partners, our bosses, our friends, the government, or even our children for our life circumstances, ultimately, this keeps us stuck in a place of victimhood. When we feel like life is happening to us, we are in a place of engaging in life from the space of a victim. I'm not suggesting that other people have not contributed to your life circumstances in both positive and negative ways. Some of us have experienced trauma, right? You may have experienced trauma. You may have been discriminated against. You may have experienced hardship at the hands of someone else. So I'm not intending to diminish any of those things. What I'm suggesting is that when we focus on blaming other people or blaming ourselves, we end up stuck and feeling like there is nothing we can do to change our lives or our situations. And the reality is that we almost always have choice. We almost always can do, think about, look at something differently. In my work with clients, this often shows up as an unwillingness to try anything different. So in therapy, we call this yes butting, right? The yes but response. And it looks like this. I offer a suggestion for something my client could do to shift their mood or make a different choice about how they engage in their life. And they respond with yes, but I can't do that because this person, blah, 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 blah. If you find yourself resisting suggestions that you have a choice or that you can think about things differently, If you find yourself holding on to the idea that there is nothing you can do to change your life, you may be caught up in playing the victim. As always, my encouragement to you is to think about these things, not as an opportunity to judge yourself, but to look graciously and compassionately at whether or not you have been playing the victim in your life. And I want you to explore whether taking this stance, taking this stance that life is happening to you, that there's nothing you can do, that you don't have a choice, that you're stuck where you are. Examine how that's made you feel. What has that left you with? And what are the feelings that you have about yourself that has allowed you to settle in that space? Do you fear or feel that you're not worthy of anything better? Are you punishing yourself or feeling that you should be punished for past mistakes or challenges or failures? And is that leaving you feeling like you just stay where you are? You just receive these negative circumstances without doing anything to change them because that's what you're worthy of and that's what you deserve. Right. And if that's where you are, I just want you to start to notice that, right? To start to notice that what you're choosing 
is to play the victim. What you're choosing is to punish yourself. And see, if is that really how you want to live your life? Is that really leading you to where you want to go in life? Is it helping you? And if you're feeling like, yeah, you know what? I I have kind of been playing the victim and I'm tired of this role. Then, you know, I encourage you to check out my free ebook, which is about four practices to start believing in your unconditional self-worth. And this ebook will get you started on this path. will start to shift you from feeling like, you know what? I'm unworthy and that's just who I am and how I am. And there's nothing I can do about it to taking action steps and saying, there are actually some practices that can help me shift the way I feel about myself and see myself. And so that is linked in the show notes. So if you don't have the ebook already, be sure to sign up and download it. So in contrast to playing the victim, we can cast ourselves in the role of the hero of our lives. And when we are the hero of our lives, we don't focus on blaming people, institutions, and other things in our lives for what we are going through and experiencing. Yes, we do acknowledge the things that have been challenging for us. We acknowledge the impact of trauma. We acknowledge discrimination we might be navigating. We acknowledge all of these things. But we do not allow these experiences to take away our power or our agency. When we embody the role of the hero in our lives, we take responsibility for ourselves. We take responsibility for our lives. We don't give that responsibility. We don't give our power away to anyone else. This can be a little bit scary because sometimes it feels safer not to take responsibility for ourselves and instead to sit back and blame other people for what we are experiencing, right? So to sit in the back seat of the car and complain about where the driver is taking us, complain about why did you make that left turn there? Why are you in that lane, right? When they say, well, do you, do you want to drive? We say, no, 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 no. I don't want to drive. That's too much responsibility. But we want to sit in the back seat, somebody else, put somebody else in the driver, maybe our fear, maybe our anxieties in the driver, driver's seat. And then we say, oh, why did you turn that? Oh, now we're going to be late. It's your fault. And you, you went the trafficy way and you shouldn't have done that. Right. Have you ever been there? And have you ever had a friend or family member who is in that dynamic? Everything is a problem. Every time you talk to them, they are complaining about, oh, this happened, that happened, this happened at their job, that's a problem, oh my gosh, and then this happened. Like, everything makes them into a victim. It's exhausting, right? We, We, I think, all know those people, and it's like, oh gosh, it's tiring just thinking about spending time with them, because they're always upset, and everything is exhausting. And we don't want to be those people ourselves. So it's time to become the hero of your story. When we embody the role of the hero in our lives, we take responsibility for ourselves. But when we don't take responsibility for ourselves, 
we miss out on the opportunity to live the life we most desire, right? So when we are the hero, we are in the driver's seat. We have the ability to chart the course we want to go on in this life. We don't leave it up to chance. We don't leave it up to whatever might be happening in the world. We don't leave it up to someone else and what they dictate and what they think about us. We decide what direction we want to go in. We decide to pursue the life we most desire. And when we are the hero of our own lives, every moment is a chance to take responsibility and to do things that are in alignment with our values and move us in the direction of our goals. If yesterday you struggled to take care of yourself and got caught up in blaming that lack of self-care on the people in your life, today you can be your own hero and choose one way that you'll take care of yourself and take responsibility for setting and maintaining boundaries in order to do what you need to for yourself. Taking responsibility is empowering because it opens our eyes to the choices we have access to. The next time you find yourself thinking or saying that you have no choice, I want you to challenge that idea. Because the reality is that we usually always have a choice. We may have hard choices, right? We may not like the choices that are available to us, but knowing that we have a choice is empowering. And even if you choose to do the thing that you felt like you had no choice but to do, even realizing, you know what, this is the best choice I have available to me in this moment and exercising your agency to choose that is going to help you connect to your power. It's also important to note that taking responsibility for yourself and your life is different than blaming yourself and beating yourself up for past choices or mistakes. While self-blame involves judging yourself and focusing on what you or others did wrong in a situation, taking responsibility involves looking compassionately at the decisions you've made in the past, acknowledging the consequences of those decisions, forgiving yourself if necessary, and identifying what you have learned and how you want to move forward differently. When you are the hero of your own story, you are not just reacting to life as it comes to you, which is what happens when you play the victim. When you are your own hero, instead of living life from a place of reactivity, you envision the life you want for yourself and courageously pursue that vision. You ask for help and support as needed along the way. And you persevere through challenges, knowing that you are worthy of the life you have envisioned for yourself. Becoming the hero of your life does not have to involve doing big, grand things. It can begin in small ways. Being your own hero can look like setting healthy boundaries in your relationships. Check out episode 10 for guidance on setting healthy boundaries. It can look like deciding to look for a job because your current workplace is toxic. It can look like making a commitment to taking care of yourself and being sure by being sure to eat more vegetables every week. There are large and small ways that we can be our heroes and all of them are empowering. 
I encourage you to consider one way that you can become the hero in your own life. What is one thing that you have been blaming on other people or the past or have not taken responsibility for that you can take responsibility for now? I want you to choose that thing and decide on what action step you want to take in the next week to connect to your power and embody the hero within you. When you do this, I want you to notice what it feels like to take responsibility for yourself and to own your power and agency in this way. And I'd love to hear about it. Let me know what you choose to do. Let me know how you are being the hero in your own life. So you can write a review of the podcast and I read every review. You can talk about how you are the hero in your own life. Tag me in a post on Instagram or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Adia Gooden. I really hope this episode has inspired you to be the hero of your own life because you are worthy of being your own hero. And you do not have to wait for someone else to be the hero of your life. You are them. And the other thing is I know that the world will be a better place when you tap into the hero within you. Okay, so as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this is the last episode of season one of Unconditionally Worthy. I am incredibly grateful to you for listening to the episodes, for sharing them with your loved ones, with your colleagues and clients. I so appreciate the support. And next season, we're going to mix things up a bit. And in addition to having some solo episodes like I've had in season one, I'll also be interviewing people. I'll be interviewing experts in various fields to talk about how their expertise relates to self-worth. And I'll also be interviewing some people about their own personal self-worth journeys and hopefully providing some coaching on the podcast. So if you have ideas of topics you'd like to hear about or guests that you think would be perfect for the podcast, please send your suggestions my way. You can send me a DM. You can email me. I'm dradia at dradiagooden.com. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you. I also really appreciate you writing a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people to find the podcast. We plan to launch the next season in September of 2021. Until then, I encourage you to stay connected to me on Instagram and I share tips and inspiration and stories to support you on your self-worth journey there. I also encourage you to sign up for my weekly email list. I'm sharing weekly emails to support you in connecting to unconditional self-worth. When you sign up for my free ebook, which is four practices that help you connect to your unconditional self-worth. You will also be signed up for my email list. So you'll get those emails and the ebook is a great place to start to dig into on your self-worth journey. And it's linked in the show notes. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I am grateful for you and I really wish you well, lots of love and peace and joy on your self-worth journey. Until next season, be well. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagooden.com, 
and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wadaboy.